Hello and welcome to Get It Started, Get It Done, the Banyan security podcast covering the security industry and beyond. In this episode, our host and Banyan's chief security officer, Den Jones, speaks with Ken, tech lead at Adobe, and Niha, an information security engineer at Cisco. Den, Ken, and Niha all went to the DEF CON hacking conference in Las Vegas. Listen as they discuss what makes DEF CON uniquely open and rewarding among security conferences. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan Jones. This is Get It Started, Get It Done, uh, Banyan Securities podcast. And uh, this is a little bit of a twisted version today, so not go with the usual format. Instead, after um, being in Vegas for Hacker Summer Camp, uh, we decided we'd get a few folks together and just have a little bit of a, a debrief after DEF CON. And, and this is a, a nice little uh, conversation because basically we've got someone who's been around the industry for a long time, has a beard and long hair and man bun. And then someone who's new to the business, uh, being an intern, early in career, and all excited to go to DEF CON. So uh, let, let's me first of all, have everyone, everyone introduce themselves. Ken, why don't you go first? Yeah, uh, I'm Ken Porty. Uh tech lead at Adobe. And I think I've been going, I've been going since DEF CON 22. Nice. Awesome. And Nia. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nia. Um, I'm an information security engineer on the enterprise uh, security intelligence team at Cisco. Um, this is, I was an intern before, now I'm full time. And this is my first DEF CON that I attended being early in career, so. Awesome. So. Let's let's start there, Nia. So, first ever DevCon. Um, why did why did you pick DevCon, and what, what did what did you hope to get out of it? Yeah. So um, I, you know, first like one of my coworkers mentioned it, and then I started doing some of my own research uh, into security conferences because summer is like the time where everyone's going to those. And I ended up going with DEF CON because, you know, based off the forums that I read and everything, it was it seemed very different from a lot of the security conferences. There was very hands on. And I saw the community online and everyone seemed like just excited to go there. There's a lot of different challenges you could be part of, just different hands on workshops. So I thought that was the most that I was going to. Um, be more engaged in a conference, um, kind of getting to do the activities rather than just being, you know, a listener. Um, so it kind of had a whole mix of everything. So that I wanted to go in there and just learn as much as possible, you know, be, meet different individuals um, and try out some things for myself. Uh, so that was kind of my goal going in. Awesome. And then Ken, so 10 years plus DevCon attendee, Eight, eight this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so Nez described her going in perspective. You've, you've, you've gone back time and time again now. So, what is what is it that makes you want to go back each year? Uh, I, th- I think for me, um, since the first time I attended, um, it's just a, it's just one of those conferences that that you get to meet a lot of people in your industry that are there, you know, not not for the salesmanship part of it. They're they're just there to learn or present what they've learned or um, just meet people that are like minded. And I think it's such an open community that everybody, in my opinion, um, 
whether it's your first time or your hundredth time or, or whatever, thirtieth time, you you get a sense of community. And so now you just go back, right? And you learn something. It invigorates me every year when I go there and, and uh, gets me excited again. Um, and then you just get to see all these people doing great stuff and get your hands dirty, uh, just open conversation. Everybody's welcoming. I mean, it's, it's one of the few conferences that you go to that is just a bunch of people trying uh, to do good work. Uh, but have fun at the same time without trying to sell anybody in, in like a piece of software or, or a thought, right? Everybody's just open, you know, whether it's, you know, and it, and it could be li literally everything, you know, whether it's politics or, or you know, um, you know, you want to wear a furry suit or whatever. Everybody is inclusive and it's just, it's a good time. I mean, to, to learn, to, to learn and have fun, like you said, a hacker summer camp, right? Like, like who doesn't like that? Yeah, no, it's, it's also, I mean, I've not. I don't think I've been doing eight. I think I've probably been doing about six now. Um, and and for me, it was just it's a un, unlike RSA and and Black Hat, which I kind of think of as like vendor shit shows, really. Um, and and you know, I I like going and connecting with people. So any one of those three are, are good for me to connect with peers. But if I really want to dig into sessions and the industry and the people and the culture, then Kind of like you said, DevCon. DevCon for me is brilliant. Um, okay, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the villages. Um, so not the village people who, you know, if you're a musical inclined person, you might go for some of them their shit too. But the villages for me, I, I love the social engineering village. Now, what, what was, what's, what was all? Um, first of all, did you manage to see all the villages? And then, if you did, what was your favorite and why? Oh, that's a tough one. So I, my goal actually going in, I, I was trying to plan out a rough idea of what I wanted to see. And I think what I wanted to focus on was villages. I tried going to as many as possible being my first step con. I wanted to see what everything was about, um, what all the villages had to offer. So I didn't get to go to all of them. There's way too many to kind of hit all of them um, in a short amount of time. But I got a, I got to see a majority, I would say, um, quite a few. Um, I kind of focused a lot on like the hands-on ones, so like packet hacking village, IoT village also had some hacking labs as well that I participated in, and um, lock picking village. That was a fun community, um, and and then I also went to the social engineering village, and I would say just from like. Uh, it's really hard to pick just one because they all had different things to offer. But I guess the one that I keep talking about to all, everyone I know is the social engineering village. Um, and just because I have a background in cognitive science. So for me, the human behavior aspect of how they uh, people have went in for the vision competition and they were able to speak, have live phone calls with individuals um, and other companies and how easily they were able to get information out of people. I think that was just super fascinating to be in that room and just see it live because um, you hear about it all the time, but just to see people in action get that information was really fascinating. So I'd say that was probably my most uh, exciting one, favorite. Awesome. What about you, Ken? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I try to hit uh, most of them when I can. Um, this year, you know, say, I guess with 
maybe the top three would be uh, for sheer entertainment value. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, social engineering. I mean, it's scary good how, how those people are that, you know, and how calm they are. I mean, it's some of these people, I, I don't understand like how they can just go and lie that well and, and or spin the truth. I mean, uh, I'm amazed by those people. Um, I like the hardware hacking village. Uh, personally, because um, you get to get your hands on everything. Uh, but lock picking is always fun. I mean, uh, every year, every year I go, I get something else lock picking, right? Like, I, my daughter should be able to lock pick doors at this point. Um, but I thought like the, some of the newer ones that are smaller, like uh, the um, girls hack was good, or women hack, whatever it was. Uh, I went in there and they were doing, um, you know, blue team, red team uh, on pies and. You know, I thought that was amazing. You know, I'll, I'll just because of that, I'll take my daughter next year. Uh, see, see if she digs it. Awesome, awesome. And then um, over over the years, um, Ken has has that kind of top three changed a lot. Have you seen the villages evolve that much over the years, and therefore your your excitement goes one way or another? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and I and I might be completely wrong. I don't follow it that closely, like. But you know, eight years ago, I don't remember there being a whole village dedicated to uh, ATM or, or voting machine hacking, right? Um, there wasn't, you know, I don't, I don't think there was a whole car hacking village, right? That that became more popular in the last, you know, like maybe six years or so. Um, so yeah, I think I see some of them get bigger, um, and then we they add new ones, right? Depending on like like another littler one. It's been around for a few years, but but it's I didn't get to go in this year. I walked by it a couple times, but I had such a line was um, the medical hacking one, right? Pacemakers, all that that stuff. That you know that's that's brilliant, right? That's somebody's gonna hack that shit, so why not? I think next time I don't know if it'll go under um, car or like farm, but like the John Deere thing that that is probably going to get some some traction somewhere. Um, I mean, the, the more traction it gets, there will be a village for it. So it'll, it'll be curious. But yeah, I, I think as you as as technology changes, and we go into different areas, you know, some something slide off and something things pick up. Um, so yeah, it's always interesting what what shows up and what you get to see. Yeah, so now so on that topic of hacks and things that show up what was the scariest bit of research or session that you sat through this year um i think like i guess i have to bring it back to social engineering and also part of it is um just some of the talks i've listened to with um just like the cognitive security talks and uh, the methodologies behind social engineering, like you don't realize how much work goes into it. Like they had packets of information that is just openly available online that they use. And it, within a few minutes, they were able to get so much out of people on their company, like the physical security aspect, as well as their network details um, and more about the individual. Uh, and like Ken mentioned, just how calm they are and ease, their ability to lie so easily, but also getting it from the angle of going to the cognitive security talks, they looked at what are the psychological 
um, behavioral tendencies that can make someone more susceptible to these uh, attacks, make them more vulnerable, um, what to people focus on. So it was cool seeing that, like the psychological aspect, like the theories, and then seeing it actually implemented in real life, how people pivot when they get a no or a, some sort of disagreement, and then they get them to start giving information. Um, so I think that was really scary to see um, and just how, uh, I mean, how brilliant people are. <laughs> I think it's like both like, you know, just being surrounded by so many people that are so excited, they're e able to just hack into things very quickly. Like the car hacking, they had the whole, like I had someone set up with their friends inside the car, just like they're able to get into the Tesla, the Tesla. So I think like, just seeing the brilliance is exciting, but then also a little terrifying just how quickly you can get into it. Um, so I think that was the overall aspect of it. Awesome. Ken, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, personally, the, the one that I think was kind of scary and enlightening was the uh, two guys did a, a talk on um, the metaverse and how they can glean information from you based on um, they they just set up a, a VR escape room um, and you had to do different things to complete tasks and, and everybody you know it's a, it's like a kind of a, it's a game everybody wants to win so like they do these things but these tests were actually designed to get specific pieces of information from you right so um, one was you did these poses and when you did poses you got letters above them well one of the poses was outstretched arms right and what that did was give you give them wingspan and from wingspan they can get height so that was like that within another room there were monitors that had those charts that tell you know if you're colorblind right and so they had letters in those and if you could read them then you would know and you could put the letters in and you get some stuff but if somebody went through and didn't see that it, then they knew that that person was colorblind. Um, and I think they could get like 19 pieces of information, maybe maybe more, maybe 20 something. But with, with a good degree of accuracy, they could get seven pieces. They could get your income within 25,000, I think, your age within a couple of years, your sex, your age. I mean, so within seven pieces, they could pretty much tell you your demographic, right? And I thought, that was a little, that's a little scary for me, right? You you don't think about that when you're playing a, a VR game, but realistically, like they say, if you're not paying for a product, you are the product, right? So yeah. you've got kids that are playing this stuff all the time, and so kids, you know, do this and they don't realize they're giving up information, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, nothing nothing is free, right? When yeah, it, exactly. When it looks free, then it does. Yeah. Um, it's funny, right? So me, I, I had my heart surgery two years ago. Um, and it just so happened the year before when I was at DEF CON, I saw, saw a talk about hacking a heart. And it was really all about the pacemaker, the blue, like Bluetooth and stuff like that. But it, but it was very intriguing, very intriguing for me to kind of see. And, and I didn't actually get to go into the medical village this year either. But it's interesting for me to see that kind of stuff. And to see just from a medical perspective, we're building all these little IoT devices, but we're not necessarily securing them from the outset and then uh, harder to secure them afterwards, really. So 
as, as we wrap up today's talk, a couple of things. Um, what would be your one piece of advice for someone going to DEFCON next year um, if they had never gone before? So let, let's start with you first, Ken. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, to echo, there was a lady that gave a thing off Dark Tangents um, intro talk, you know, or, or one of the panelists, I don't know, said, you know, look, look to your right and look to your left. Don't be afraid to talk to anybody, right? Don't stick with just your people, your friends, your coworkers. Go, like, solo and, and just talk to people, right? Everybody is usually really chill and, and you might make a friend, but also you'll get a different perspective. Um, two, please, for the love of God, wear some deodorant. Like, we all, we all know that it's a problem, but it's a problem year after year. Just put some deal. Um, and yeah, and I think just, just go and, and with the mentality of having, having fun and, and yeah, go to talks that are in your area, but like go do stuff. That's not, you know, like I don't, I don't do hardware for, for a living, but it's fun. Right. And then you get a different perspective and it gets you, you churning in a different direction. So you know, try something new, do something different, um, wear deodorant and talk to everybody. We're doing again. Yeah, I mean. Now, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to echo Ken. And then um, also there's a lot going on. Um, you know, being my first time, it can be overwhelming. I got the Hacker Tracker app um, beforehand to that basically is for the conference. It tells you all the live updates on the events and things going on and the location of them. So that was super helpful, um, just to star sessions that I was interested in, but also realizing that the plan you had set forth, it may not work out, like, um, and just enjoying the experience that you have. Don't think about what you might have missed, because um, there's so many things that you won't be able to hit them. So focus on just enjoying what you're experiencing right in front of you. Like, I went to lock picking because I was walking by there and it just opened up. And I didn't expect to go there at that time because I was thinking maybe there'll be another session I want to go to a little bit later. But I decided to walk in. I met a great group of people at my table and I picked a bunch of locks. I didn't even realize how much time I spent there. <laughs> I missed one of the talks I was thinking of going to, but I was fine because, you know, at the beginning, I didn't even know how to pick locks. And we we're all learning from each other by the end i was you know able to explain how to pick a lock to someone else like that was a super fulfilling experience and you know i didn't think about oh the talk i missed i just experienced in the moment so that's a big thing i would say and um yeah just get you know it's a lot of excitement and even though there were things that i didn't know about a lot of people were very friendly just always willing to talk and share their experiences and what they know um, so yeah, again, like Ken said, just you know, talking to different people, and I think the biggest um, thing for me is now taking away this, uh, take, like coming back from the conference. It's more of like these are all the opportunities of things I want to learn, um, rather than things I don't know. So um, that's a good mindset. So yeah, I would say that. Awesome. Well, guys, thank thank you very much. Um, I got one question real quick. Yeah, yeah. What what was your favorite talk? To me or to Dan? everybody, what what was your favorite talk like? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. I mean, I will say I didn't attend a lot of talks because I heard they were mostly recorded. So 
I think the few I was, I just kind of stopped by the cognitive security talks, but I spent a lot of times just kind of going around the villages and trying things hands on. So I guess the cognitive security talks, just because I was, that was the ones I was around, I'd say those were the most exciting. But again, um, there were a lot of other stuff I was focusing on. So. Yeah. And, uh, for me, it wasn't the talk, it was more just uh, one of the sessions in the social village. And, and watching watching women go through and just royally like get every bit of information she ever asked for, you know, it was almost like she could get this this person's grandchildren's names off on the if she wanted. <laughs> um, so not not a talk, but yeah, love love that side of it. Yeah, I think mine was, uh, uh, you know, I think Danny and I talked about this. This is personal, uh, but there was a guy. Uh, out of Israel that gave a talk about um, scalper bots and you know, why why we can't get shoes and Xbox and PlayStation and GPUs, right? Uh, but the level of sophistication uh, and, and the depth that he gave the talk, uh, is, I always knew about the bots, right? Everybody knows about them, but his his description and, and his telling, uh, it's it's a much more complex thing at the, at the top end than I have ever realized. I mean, it's... it's uh, these guys are, are scary good at that. And there, there aren't that many that are at that top level, but the, they're like the best of the best. And that's why, you know, things, but it, it was such a, I was like, oh shit, that's why I can't get any pair of shoes, right? Or, or an Xbox. It's like, damn those people. So that, that was one of my favorite ones. Cause I was like, now how do you, how do you go and use that knowledge to be able to get something like a shoes or Xbox? <laughs> Now, now that you know how they're doing it, you want to get those damn tickets. Yeah, I need to find those guys and be like, "Hey, how do I, how do I, how do you, how do I get you to help me do this, right?" Or, or just for the love of God, just give me a ten and a half and a pair of uh, Jordan ones or something, right? Like, I'm not asking for the, I'm not asking for the whole stock. Just get throw me a pair, you know. Right. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, Neil, do you do you have a question for Ken or I? Oh, um. I guess what are something that you're uh, you'd want to see at the next DevCon, maybe, or that you're the most excited for um, for next year? Uh, I'm curious. Like, is there anything you particular want to see that you maybe missed, or something that doesn't is it wasn't there that you didn't get a chance? To, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know. I think I would like. You know, there, it just depends on the year, right? Like whatever's big that year or what's got a big focus. Um, I enjoy both the red team and blue team, but they just seem to be so packed. It's really hard to get in there. Um, and just depending on the year, honestly, it's Sky Talks. Sky Talks are, are one of the best ones um, because they're not recorded and you can't take your recording devices or phones and stuff. And so you got to kind of just like, pay attention and if there's something that looks interesting it's probably going to be really interesting you just got to hope you can get in there so i don't really go in with like a sense of thinking oh i, I missed that last year so i'm going to go do it this year um but I, I just kind of take a look at what what seems interesting and then i try to just pick up little random things here mixing talks with hands-on stuff um yeah. so i got i guess that would I don't really have anything that, I, that I'm like, oh, I didn't get to see that. But it, it, the experience more so, I would say, is, is what I look forward to. And I would like to participate a little bit more in some of the hands-on stuff. I didn't get to do a lot of that this year. And I, and I yeah. 
I think that's what I'll focus on next year. I think. It's a good question because I, I was thinking it's like one of the things that I liked more. I, I know you've not been before there, so the venue for you probably seemed whatever the venue was. It's having it split between three locations makes it tricky, but but being in the conference space was way better this year compared to split between the couple of hotels for the last X number of years. So for me, that kind of evolution, I think the conference has got to a point where it does need a bigger space because I'd, I'd love to get people into Sky Talks without having to wait for two hours in line. Mm -hmm. Or like the merch line this year, I think Carlos waited four hours in line and, and you can't. You know, you can't go to a two-day conference and spend four hours of it in the line just to buy a t-shirt. So yeah. I think I think there's some really great evolutions. Um, this con is definitely getting way bigger than it's ever been before. And I, I think the numbers of people attending, I, I, I don't know the official numbers, but it certainly was more than last year because last year I was there and there wasn't, there wasn't many people. Um, yeah. But generally, it's getting a lot bigger, and I think for next year they need to plan like a bigger space, even still. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to do that or what they need to do, but big, bigger space and more volunteers, I'm guessing. I think if they put, like, the, you remember, like every other year, it's been at um, Caesars, like that's a big space underneath. Mm -hmm. And if they did Caesars and the, the Caesar conference space, maybe that would be. I think. Flamingo is just too, like the, the, everything's narrow and small, right? Yeah. Low ceilings, narrow hallways, little rooms. Um, I don't know if it's just cheaper or whatever, but, um, and I will have to say this year, uh, the goons were much quieter than they normally are. Normally they're uh, <laughs> yelling and, and, you know, you don't, you don't cross them. Uh, they were, they were a lot nicer this year. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, I think it's here and there, right. And people walking in, directions they shouldn't be yeah. and normally they're like Fuck over there like right you this is the way that is not the way and they're like yelling yelling and, and you don't ever step out of line right which makes things seamless this year they're a little nicer so yeah but i wonder i wonder if the larger conference space enabled enabled a lot of that because there was more room to line up and it wasn't as cramped and stuff like that because some of those hallways you know in, in paris and valleys were tiny like you said low ceilings but tiny little hallways as well you know they weren't they weren't large formats so you're trying to get like a thousand people or 500 people from one one room to another that was always a pain in the ass yeah and and you know but i i, I think um I, I think it was a way better conference i love the little musical badge i got, I got yeah. mine um, being a music guy, I don't know if I can add it to the arsenal of my sense yet and stuff, but you know. Okay, so so that's it. Nia's now got like wall art that she's able to. <laughs> no, yeah, I picked up a lot of the. They had like stickers and stuff people were making on their own. That's what I really liked about the community. Kind of people just brought their own things. Someone 3D printed their own little figurines, and it's all just different and unique. So um, each person had their own style of art. So I thought that was really cool. And I think for me, looking forward to next year is like, I think coming out of it, I did some hands-on stuff, but I really want to do more of the capture the flag 
type events and um, kind of follow the forums a little bit because I ran into one guy who had a really cool like panda badge, like an animal. And I was like, hey, how did you get that badge? And it was towards the end of the conference. And he said, oh, so there's this one guy who posts and he makes his own challenges. Um, and if you get eight out of the 10 of the challenges, then you, you know, show him proof and he'll give you a badge for free. So I was like, that's really, really exciting. And that's something that's, you know, adjacent to the conference, but not really like, you know, with the conference. So I thought that was really cool. So. I'm kind of looking forward to doing all of those, try to collect more of those badges and be part of those competitions. You know, maybe I'll try, if possible, um, looking into doing the social engineering fishing competition. I think it would be pretty fun to try that. But yeah, just getting a lot more hands on. I think it's exciting. I came out of it. I'm like, now I'm just going on trying to learn everything. So I'm ready for next year, even more. Yeah, most, yeah, yeah. Bad, the okay. badge is a whole new thing, right? Like that's, yeah. that's a whole sub culture in itself, right? Like, let me see. I'll be right back. I think I got one. That's cool. You got one of the really old ones, Ken, right? Oh. Yeah, the badge culture, people afterwards are in forums are like, what badges did you collect? And it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I managed I managed to get a few badges and stuff. Um, and then quite often, I mean, I keep I keep all my DevCon ones because those are cool. Yeah. The other conference badges tend to be pretty lame, you know. <laughs> There's a group that called that they're called Hack for Satan. That they they sell badges every year, and this is one of the ones I got like two years ago. Whoa. But yeah, it's pretty it's pretty dope. So it's like finding some of the ones like this yeah. uh, is is pretty it's pretty fun, right? You get you get all kinds, and then like uh, like Steve, I think you met him, was hanging out with us. You, he bought a, a tour badge that actually solders into the main badge we had and it lights it up and so yeah there's that's a whole like you see people with kind of crazy cool badges uh um, and then next year i don't know if you know the format so this was digital next year will be analog so it won't be a mechanical badge it'll be something you know um analog like a couple years ago then was it a, it was a record right oh yeah, yeah oh, okay cool yeah, a little little like 45 type thing uh so, so it's always cool the formats too, right? And and the, the amount of time people put into this stuff, like you saw the video of the, the family making the badges and everything, and um, you know usually usually there's a badge challenge uh, or or a, a black badge challenge for this game, and so it's like yeah, it's everything. Like there's there's, I, I think the first year I went, I did that uh, challenge. It was like the lost challenge, and eight. But I mean, I was awake. 14 hours a day and I didn't even attend the conference really. I was just trying to beat this stupid uh, game. And, but I made some good friends and I learned a shit ton of stuff. And you, you, that's a little community too, right? You find out early on, there's, there's a ton of people in the very first few hours or day that do it. And then they trickle out and then there's a core group of people that are just like working on this thing. But like I said, I couldn't attend any talks or anything because I was working on a damn thing every waking moment, but. Yeah, it's easy to get sucked in. I, I noticed that a lot, especially for the hands-on stuff. Once you're in, like, you don't realize I have to keep track sometimes of the time. I'm like, oh, wait, I want to go check all these other things out. And you just you, sometimes you just zone in. But I'm excited for that since my first one, I wanted to kind of explore more. I think next year I want to focus a bit more attention on a few and just do the challenges. I think that's exciting for me. Yeah. Hey, Dan, are you going to DJ next year? <laughs> 
I still, you know, I've, I've still never, I've never looked into it. I've never, I've never um, thought about that. But we, yeah. we did pass. There was one DJ, and I think it was the chill out zone, Ken, right? And and the music was soft and just mellow and stuff. But this guy was on stage rocking like he was Prince or Elvis. You know? um, it was pretty. It was, it was pretty funny because I'm like. His head movement didn't match the music. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he was mixing for later, but yeah, yeah, I was. I was like, wow. But that's another thing that I overlook sometimes is the music, right? It, yeah. it sets the vibe for whatever the room is, and and the chill out one is always pretty on point, right? Uh, yeah. There's like ones near the hallway as you enter Caesar's Forum. And there's those uh, people DJing as well. And it just kind of gets you pumped up. Yeah. They're solid DJs, I would have to say. It was really nice touch. And I think also attendees, um, like you were saying, you can wear whatever. I think it was really cool that people just kind of showed off their creativity. And like some people, because masks are required, so they wore like gas masks with like LEDs um, or just like the way they just decided to style those. It was very fun. Um, makes this conference pretty unique. It's not just you know people are just having fun while learning. I think that was cool. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's that's a really good. I mean, uh, I saw everything from a, 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 a like somebody that was six four and and, a, and um, like dominatrix type stuff, and then you know furries to. <laughs> Justin, like uh, the like a, a mask that was like a a, a helmet, <laughs> um, you know. You, you know, that's a great thing. You get everybody, right? And, yeah. And, uh, so, like, if like my daughter's, you know, dressed little, kind of anime weird, emo style type thing, that's that's like par for the course there, right? She, yeah. Not even remotely, uh, where somebody's like, huh, that's a, that's a little bit out of the fair, but you know. I guess somebody like me just dresses in plain shorts and t-shirts. I'm probably the odd guy out. You know? <laughs> no. so I turn up and I'm almost like they'll probably think I'm a fan. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I know. They, people well, look really cool. Uh, cool little shirt. <laughs> right. Right. If I didn't have the long hair and beard, probably the same, right? But yeah. It's, got, it's like a disguise. It's cool. People don't really care what your, your background is or anything like that. No one really cares to ask. They're just like... Hey, what are you doing right now? And like, they just want to learn from you. And there's just no, uh, at least from what I experienced, like people just didn't have that, you know, guardrails up or that ego. Um, it was more just like, here's what I'm doing. I'm excited to talk about it. But also like, what are you doing? I'm excited to learn from you. Don't, it doesn't matter what you look like or what where you come from. So I thought that was a really, really nice addition too. Sure. No, I, I think Ken mentioned that earlier. You know, it's, it's very all-inclusive. Yeah. Just really really good um i'm going to wrap up with one question each uh, did you manage to go to any of the evening parties and if so what was your favorite i'll let you go first okay um i didn't manage to go to a lot except for the opening mixer i went to that the first night um because i had just came in to vegas and i was you know figuring out like how did I, you know, I went to the conference area and I was exploring. I'd met some guys who helped me figure out how to get to the conference from my hotel is a little bit farther away. So, you know, I hung out, there was, you know, people just jamming to the music, the LED lights. That was a great welcome to the conference because you just knew it wasn't like, it was just so much more chill and open. 
uh, compared to it wasn't like any sort of stuck up thing. It was all about music and just partying a bit. And that was a great opener. So I really, really enjoyed that um, a lot. Uh, I did go to some of them. Um, you know, after eight years, you get you kind of know which ones to show up to or, or you know, some which ones to stay away from. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I went to as many this year as I normally would. Um, but yeah, I think we had some good times and, uh, you know, whether it's, you go to the parties or you just go out with colleagues or former colleagues to, uh, you know, catch up over drinks. Uh, those are fun. I, I did miss Hacker Jeopardy and I would have liked to go on to that cause that's always fun. Um, so hopefully I'll make that next year, but I always forget about some of the other ones. Um, you know, uh, shameless plug. If you do, if you get to go and you, you you can go a little early, go to B sides. That's always fun too. And the last one is the pool party, which is usually pretty pretty interesting. Um, but it you know it's it's a smaller place. You can actually talk to the the speakers like at the bar later on, right after they're giving it. Oh, they're all downstairs drinking, and and it, there's a lot less people. So if you like like a talk or like what they talked about or want to talk to them more, you can go down. And, like buy a beer and, and talk to them, which, you know, it's not a, it's not a party, but it kind of is like a party, right? Yeah. And B, B sides is good because it's regionalized. So quite often it's a local event going on. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I am, I, I like the Palo Alto Networks one. They done one at the Speakeasy, which also had the ice bar, right? So that, that yeah. was pretty cool. And then I was fortunate enough to hang out with, uh, the team at Red Scale, they were doing um, a cabana. So I got to hang out with some of those guys and then some other like CISO friends um, that, that were you know, Slack channel with and stuff. So for, for me, a lot of a lot of the time, a lot of the conferences actually get to reconnect with people we hadn't saw in a long time. So that that for me was, was probably the highlight, I guess, because very rarely do all of my peer group suddenly arrive in the same city, right? So that's one time a year where most people tend to go. Um, so yeah. So thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate all the time and uh, sharing your insights and your thoughts. And hopefully um, we'll, we'll all be back at Hacker Summer Camp next year. Yeah. All over again, guys. But for now, thank you very much, Ken Poverty. Thank you, Neha. And I'm not going to try and butcher your last name. <laughs> I don't think you're, like your full first and last name. Like, <laughs> that's why Ben was just an easy one, you know? Uh, I was like, oh, that's a long one. I know. Yeah, I realized afterwards that you guys just kept it short and sweet. I was like, oh, I'll put my full name. Right. That's smart. I, I need a name less than five letters. So, <laughs> yeah, Neha's good. Neha's great. Thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll, we'll speak soon. Take it easy. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Banyan Security and find future episodes of the podcast, please visit us at banyansecurity.io. Special thanks to Urban Punks for providing the music for this episode. You can find their track Summer Silk and all their music at urbanpunks.com.